I love being able to talk about brands that I use on my podcast, and I've personally been using this one for over five years. Our sponsor, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are specifically formulated for women. They contain 16 vitamins and minerals, including the full B vitamin complex to help convert food into fuel and have the added benefit of supporting healthy hair, skin, and nails. With just two delicious gummies, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are an easy way to feel like your best self every day. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash Gemma10 and use code Gemma10 at checkout for 10% off any alive women's multivitamins. Terms and conditions apply, valid through June 30th. There is a whole collection of black lead products at Walmart that can fit into your daily routine. And in every purchase, there is power. So show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long, because every time we buy a black led brand, we make room for another. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choice at Walmart. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products that you can add to your daily routine. Managing our money in our 20s can feel like a bit of a challenge, whether you're saving for your first car or for a big overseas trip. It can take time to get there. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you are trying to manage your money in your 20s or trying to run a small business, Intuit helps you take control through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to The Psychology of Your 20s, the podcast where we talk through some of the big life changes and transitions of our 20s and what they mean for our psychology. Hello everyone, I am fresh out of the office, ready to record this episode for you. Um, It's a pretty personal one, it's a deep one, it's a vulnerable one, that's what we always try and do on this podcast, something that I haven't really talked about before, Um, we're going to talk about antidepressants, yeah, you've clicked on this, you know what you're in for, or maybe you don't, so I'll give you a little overview of kind of why I wanted to talk about this, what we're going to talk about, what it involves, um, and hopefully answer some questions about what it's like from my personal experience taking antidepressants, why people take them, where it fits in with this broader decade, the subject of this podcast. So I think that the topic of antidepressants is super interesting, but also super misunderstood by a lot of people. And goes without saying I'm a little bit nervous to record this it's quite a vulnerable topic I think as much as our society has gotten to the point of kind of downgrading some stigma around common mental illnesses like depression and anxiety there still is um, I think a big corner of society that sees people who experience mental illness as weak or incapable or unable to kind of operate in society I just think that's bullshit firstly um but I also kind of want to discuss yeah why that's a not the case but b 
how medication kind of plays into that stigma narrative um, and why it is such an important thing to talk about. If you are on antidepressants, if you're considering going on antidepressants, um, this is just my personal experience and some kind of like basic facts, basic research that I've gathered to give this a bit of a um, evidence-based backbone but I'm definitely not a doctor and if it's something you're considering go to your GP discuss it with them um, have an ongoing conversation with any mental health professionals in your life with your family with your friends with your partner if you have one but yes definitely do not take this as a source of um, all known medical advice that's not what this is intended to be more so it's just a discussion and maybe just kind of an informational podcast on what it was like for me and what it continues to be like for me, um, how it impacts my life and how it has improved my life um, immensely. So antidepressants in our 20s. I think I've said this on many podcasts where I've talked about mental ill health and mental illness in the past, but you're most likely to develop signs of any future Um, mental ill health in your late teens and your early 20s Um, so that's why I think it's super important to talk about where medication kind of falls into that journey whilst we are in this in these like kind of early decades of our lives Um, just so we kind of set the narrative straight around what it's really like so most people who experience depression or anxiety will go on some form of medication probably in this decade probably before the age of 30 in their early 20s um, some people even in their late teens um, which is a little bit controversial but it happens nonetheless so having a good grasp of what that actually means for your brain what you can expect is something that I have been pondering for a while and thought was really important to talk about them and like I've said stigma around it is still so prevalent I don't need to explain that to people I think we see it everywhere all the time Um, people thinking that those with mental illness are somehow unable to hold jobs unable to take care of their families unable to function and I just don't think that's the case especially when medication is something that you take and something that is part of your kind of mental health journey Um, additionally I did some searching one in seven adult Australians are on some form of antidepressant it is one of the 10 most prescribed drugs in Australia. So whatever stigma they, there may be, whatever stigma that you may hold, um, I would just ask you to challenge that a little bit and think about the fact that there is probably someone in your life who has been on this medication, who may need to go on this medication. Maybe you will have to one day and there's really no shame in that. It's like taking a Panadol when you've got a headache I think when we start seeing mental ill health as ill health that would be treated like we would treat a physical injury um, a broken bone a migraine um, you know COVID something like that and we're looking for treatment options and seeing those as part of that journey that's when we really start to actually respect mental ill health is just as valid as physical ill health Um, treatment and medication is a big part of that so that's what we're going to be kind of discussing today Um, and yeah I hope that it's it's enjoyable and you you gain something from this 
So perhaps the first thing we kind of need to wrap our heads around when we're talking about antidepressants is what exactly are they? Um, There is this great big myth, I think a lot of people pander to, that they're kind of like a happy pill. Um, You know, you take your antidepressants and suddenly like the world's more colourful, everything feels better um, and it's an easy way out for those who are experiencing depression or anxiety. That is um, absolutely not the case, at least it hasn't been my case in um, my experience with them. Antidepressants work on the basis that there is a chemical imbalance in your brain that is causing you to experience happiness less frequently. It's causing you to experience more depressive episodes and depressive periods at a greater frequency and for a longer amount of time. And with that, with many people who are experiencing that, it's also um, probably the case that you have higher levels of anxiety as well. Depression and anxiety, as we know, are often comorbid. They happen hand in hand. And in kind of, you know, after the 70s, what doctors and psychologists began to realize is this isn't, this isn't just, you know, because your life circumstances are crap or because something traumatic has happened. Depression is not just experienced in moments of intense grief or intense suffering. It's something that people experience all the time, even when your life might be perfect, even when from the outside everything seems to be going well, you've got food in your belly, you've got a family, you've got all the things that um, would fulfill you. There's something still quite not right. And what they identified that as being is a chemical imbalance in your brain. Mostly and most often that being... um, Uh, deficiency in dopamine or serotonin and it's not just that your brain isn't producing enough of these happy chemicals as a lot of people call them um, but it's that your brain is having difficulty transmitting them processing them um, and using them for the correct reasons so that's what the most common type of antidepressants which are called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors aim to kind of fix so Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, we're going to call them SSRIs. Um, You may have heard this term before, um, but they're the most common type of medication that someone experiencing depression or anxiety is most likely to be prescribed. So how these work is, I guess we have to go back a step. Our neurons communicate using chemical impulses, electrical impulses, but also um, chemical signals as well. So what the, what these um, SSRIs are trying to do, the, they're not so much trying to address the electrical impulses, but the chemicals that these unlock. And these chemicals are things like serotonin and dopamine. So when those chemicals are released into the synapse, which is this little gap between your neurons, they send messages onto the next neuron to elicit a certain feeling such as happiness or to create a behavioral action. But if those chemicals are reabsorbed too quickly or they, you know, not enough of them is released, that's when we might start to experience in the long term episodes of depression and of of intense sadness. So what these drugs aim to do is they aim to block the sending neuron from taking back serotonin that it's released. So basically what that means is once a neuron releases serotonin, the happy hormone, the happy chemical, the SSRIs stop that neuron that sent it from kind of 
you know, scooping it back up again. So it means that more of that chemical becomes available within the synapse, essentially meaning that it changes the chemical structure of your brain to be more receptive to serotonin, to have more serotonin and dopamine available to you and therefore kind of change your life and change your kind of outlook on life. So what is your brain like on antidepressants if we have this kind of chemical understanding of how they work? So like I said, there's this myth that they're happy pills, that they work kind of like ecstasy or some kind of like immediate, they provide this immediate jolt of just like pleasure and happiness and all your suffering ceases to exist. And it's just not like that. It's not a wave of joy. It's not a wave of ecstasy. What these hormones, uh, what these, sorry, chemical kind of drugs intend to do is to push you back into equilibrium. They're not trying to like push you to the other side and make you deliriously happy. They want to kind of stabilize your brain so you're at a point where you can operate. Um, so basically, the way that I describe it is if you are someone who is depressed, um, like I have been for a big, you know, not a big part of my life, but for some of my life, what SSRIs do is they don't shift you all the way to this like other end of the scale. They put you back in the middle. And the result of that is that you no longer feel those like terrifying, awful black lows. Um, but the other side of that is you no longer feel those highs as much. You no longer feel that like just like pure adrenaline of joy. Um, the kind of upside being that you no longer have to experience those lows. It kind of steadies the roller coaster. If you can imagine like a roller coaster at Luna Park or like an amusement park, you know, the first part of the roller coaster is often like really up and down, really up and down. You get those like the fear, the excitement, the anticipation. That's your brain without antidepressants. It's just like chaotic and there's extreme lows and extreme highs. But on antidepressants, it's kind of like that end of the roller coaster. There's still a few bumps, but they're not as significant. And it allows you to relax more. You can see you're coming to the end of the ride. That fear, that adrenaline kind of starts to decrease. And that's how antidepressants are intended to make you feel. So what does this kind of tell us about depression in general? So there's been so much research into SSRIs. They were quite controversial when they came. They first came out. They still are really misunderstood but it tells us a kind of bigger story and paints a bigger picture around what the condition of depression actually is. And that is, it's a chemical imbalance in your brain. Obviously, there are external factors that can make you depressed. There are things that create deep suffering and deep grief, but everyday kind of run-of-the-mill depression, not that I really like to call it that, but general the general um, disorder or the general illness that is depression is chemical it has a chemical origin in your brain and that's why SSRIs work so well because they stabilize that chemical imbalance they make more serotonin available to your brain and therefore contribute to kind of not so much a more positive outlook um, but to a greater sense of control a greater sense of um, kind of peace and happiness in your life so my experience on antidepressants um, I don't really have a point of reference as to whether it's common whether it is how everyone else experiences it um, but I would think that it is of the friends that I know who are also 
on this kind of medication that I'm on, um, uh, like they all kind of have said the same thing. Um, so for those who might not have the privilege of, of having friends who are going through similar things, I thought it would be maybe interesting to talk about what my experience on this medication has been, why it has helped me, what it was like going on it, what it was like kind of going off for a while, um, and what it's kind of done for my life. So I've been on antidepressants for two years. I continue to be on them. At this point, it is kind of normal for me to just take one once a day. Um, And I find that especially when I first started taking them, it helped me a lot. It really helped me at the point of my life that I was at. I think if you met me as a person uh, in real life, and for those who do know me, I don't think that you would know that I've had you know, experiences with depression in pretty dark times. I think I come off as very happy and pretty outgoing. Maybe you can hear that in the podcast. And um, the things that I talk about are generally pretty upbeat or, or interesting. They're not really um, about the sadness that has sometimes been in my life. But when I did decide to go on antidepressants, I went to my GP and I kind of explained everything that I'd been going through at that point. I had mental health professionals around me which were um, just an amazing asset and he explained what this drug was what this drug that he was going to prescribe me was uh, what he was going to prescribe me um, what it was like and why he thought it would help me and I remember him saying to me this is not something you take for six months it's not something you take for a year it's something that you take for a while um, because your brain takes time to adjust and there is it's probably not particularly healthy to go off them cold turkey. Now, this is really personal and I was kind of hesitant to talk about it, but, um, you know, I think it's important. And, and at the end of the day, what really drew me to take and to get on antidepressants was um, just the sense that what I was going through, I just couldn't endure it. I was really struggling and I don't think that's something that you need to be experiencing especially with all the options these days I'd been so hesitant about going on it before when it had been suggested to me I think because I myself was experiencing a lot of personal stigma around what it would mean for my character the fact that I couldn't just persevere the fact that I couldn't just change my life and make myself happy through daily habits and through exercise and healthy eating But the thing that I came to realize is that taking medication is a daily habit. It is you taking action to help your brain, to help your body to get better. Um, So I went on them and the first experience that I really felt was just like extreme fatigue. So as my GP had explained, it takes a little bit of time to adjust to um, your new brain, I guess, to adjust to the fact that your brain suddenly has... Um, this new drug in its blood in its in its bloodstream passing through the blood brain barrier creating chemical changes um, between your neurons and um, I just felt so tired so tired and numb for the first maybe month or two that I was on them and I was like these are not working there is no point being on them yes I don't feel sad but I really don't feel anything at all is that really how I want to feel um I think I particularly really like to feel elated I like to feel extreme joy 
um I like to like experience like hedonism and like really enjoy my life and I was like okay maybe it's worth experiencing those lows knowing that I get that reward of feeling elated and ecstatic and like high on life but um like my GP said it takes a couple months three months to kind of really see how your brain is going to react so I kept going and I kept putting you know kind of pushing through um and that fatigue went away those you know sense that sense of being heavy and of being numb went away the world became clearer and it also became more manageable before I went on them and before I went on my particular dosage everything in my life just felt completely out of control like I didn't know what to do I couldn't force my brain to interpret situations the way that I wanted them to I wanted it to um and like life was just like not feeling amazing and after three months um it may have been in combination with other lifestyle changes who can really say some people say it's placebo effect but I did start to feel a lot better I started to feel um, so many improvements in how I could identify my emotions and address them the one thing that did kind of stick around though is that experience that I've talked about a little bit earlier yes I was not you know spending days in bed but I also wasn't you know as excited by my life as I had been before which was something that was really hard for me to give up but over time it did start getting better you know as my brain adjusted to having this little helper and having this assistance um, there started to be more of, of an equilibrium and a balance between those periods of like pure elation and joy and happiness um, and those lows weren't as deep one is crushing weren't as debilitating and I found that I could manage my life my life a lot more so that's the idea that's kind of what happened around starting other things that I noticed was um I, I was always thirsty that was just like something really weird um I put on weight which I didn't really mind because I was like fuck it that's totally worth it um and I think that's about it yeah I had a bit of insomnia to begin with as well but I think that was just the fact that I was also really anxious but all in all after three months it all just kind of started to kind of figure itself out um and since then I've kind of been on them and there was a point when I decided that you know I wanted to stop I didn't want to be on these for much longer kind of thought about how long I'd been taking this medication read a few books that I probably shouldn't have read about like alternative therapies you know do your research I guess if that's the thing you want to you want to read and if you want to think about other ways to manage depression or anxiety if you're experiencing it it's totally up to you but always seek healthcare advice I think is the thing um and there are some like pretty serious dangers if you decide to stop taking your antidepressant your SSRI like cold turkey um it's like withdrawal from any other type of drug your brain is addicted to it you are taking it regularly your brain is not used to operating without it and I won't lie I think about stopping every month there will be days when I just don't take my antidepressant um, or sometimes even you know half a week some I think the most was a week and at that point after a week of not taking it 
oh my god did I start to notice and I was told that um, you know if you were to stop cold turkey you're probably going to experience this thing called discontinuation syndrome and I had a little bit of a taste of it it was just like tingling sensations trembling headaches confusion vertigo and um, it can get a lot worse you know people have extreme insomnia um, a return of extreme anxiety sweating trembling vomiting um, and that confusion I was talking about and I just remember um, I hadn't taken them for a week it was not intentional maybe it was unconsciously but I don't remember being like I'm going to go off them I just hadn't taken it and I was riding home from the pool on my bike and I just all of a sudden got this like incredible dizzy front of the head feeling and confusion and I got my my head started to hurt and I just felt awful I felt extreme dissociation like I couldn't really feel my body and I was just had this pounding headache and the next day I woke up same feeling everything just felt really confusing um everything felt a little bit out of place my head hurt I was sweating I couldn't sleep um and that both scared me for two that really scared me for two reasons firstly it scared me because I was like oh my god this is an awful feeling I don't want to feel like this again so I'm going to go back on these because um if this is what life was before I was on them a it's much worse than I imagine and b I don't really want to go back but it also scared me because I had this sense of like have I permanently damaged my brain Am I going to be on this for the rest of my life? And is my brain hooked on these things? Is my brain unable to operate without this assistance? And is this what it's going to be like if I ever decide that this isn't what I want to do anymore? And that was really, really terrifying. Um, I think that was also exacerbated by the fact that um, withdrawing from antidepressants is like withdrawing from any drug because it's become a part of your system and a part of your biology in some senses so you know ceasing to take it really quickly um, you can't really trust your emotional and mental and cognitive reactions to things especially in those first few weeks because your brain is adapting to a whole new way of perceiving the world a whole new kind of chemical system and machination that is just really confusing and one that you probably haven't experienced for a while Um, So I did end up going back on them and that's happened a few more times where I've just, you know, gone on a holiday, forgotten to bring them, had those awful symptoms come back and been like, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. This is not for me. Um, And I think that is kind of an important sidebar to make note of. If you're thinking about taking antidepressants, don't take it lightly. It's not a six month happy, you know, happy crash course. Like, It's something that your brain um, and that your body will be on and hooked on for some time. And going off them is not as simple as being like, okay, I'm ready to step back into the real world and experience things like, you know, as they are. Um, It's a lot more complicated than that. So I guess in recent years... um, some kind of areas of the psychological and medical and mental health community have kind of been turning away from the prescription of medication, um, particularly drugs like SSRIs, because there is more of a focus on holistic healing and 
positive psychology and you know mind body connection and lifestyle changes which I'm totally a fan of I think that that is an amazing movement and um, an amazing direction to kind of be pushing our ideas of mental health towards but it doesn't really provide a full picture and I don't think that it should put any shame on people who do continue to use medication because that's the best thing for them. Also I think it's important to realize that holistic healing and you know adopting healthy practices um, has a price to it, um, has an entry fee. It's pretty expensive to do Pilates and drink green juice and spend time outdoors if you have to work all the time and if you don't have the income for it or if you have kids that you need to look after Um, and sometimes you just need the safety net of knowing that um, your medication or um, your SSRIs are kind of taking care of things for you whilst you continue to live your life and um, gives you time to kind of get back on your feet and sort out what practices you want to incorporate so um funny story my friends Jack and Julian friends of the show they gave me this really interesting book um for my birthday nonetheless about depression thank you boys um yes very funny (laughs) but also very sweet and it was called Lost Connections and this book was something that I read when I was kind of considering whether I wanted to continue to stay on my antidepressants and it provides an alternative point of view if you're interested in it definitely go and given a read I'm pretty sure Russell Brand has like um, a review on the front so that's the kind of literature you're getting into the kind of thoughts and ideas Um, and it basically explains that no depression isn't a chemical imbalance it is because of your perspective it's because of your life circumstances it's because of your cognitions rather than something innately chemical in your brain and in some ways that is entirely correct when paired with things like cognitive behavioral therapy any kind of medication is going to perform a lot better because any mental health problem is not one-dimensional and I think that's the thing that's important to remember at the end of the day taking um, a pill once a day yes it's really probably going to help you but there is that period of time when it's not going to really you're not really going to feel the full feel the full effects in that first three months Um, but also it is about cultivating a healthier way of seeing the world moving away from that kind of depressed perspective and um, into kind of a healthier perspective on the problems that you face your life your relationships um, and those kind of things so that they're more manageable um, just in general but also when you decide that maybe it's time to go off your medication or when things happen that mean that you can't take it anymore um so yeah there has been this rise in this kind of alternative way of looking at depression and looking at things like anxiety that's really taken hold um but the end of the day and antidepressants are still something that is uh, that are widely prescribed that are widely available um that are accessible Um, i think like my prescription cost me five dollars a month which is just like incredible chemist warehouse if you are if you're listening sponsor me but um I do just think it's an amazing discovery and it's amazing um, kind of medical technology that has allowed people like myself to kind of get back on the horse and um, sort out their lives and and think better about the circumstances they're in and and form positive relationships. Um, So yeah, a bit of a shorter episode, a really personal episode. Um, I ask that if you have listened to this, you have an open mind about what was discussed. Um, 
And if you're considering um, adding medication into your mental health journey, um, definitely talk about it. Do your research. Um, think it through. It has its amazing benefits. It's made me a better person. It's made me a more reliable person. Um, it's made me a happier person. But there are also downsides, um, like discontinuation syndrome, like not um, being on that roller coaster. And if the roller coaster is something that you enjoy and something that you can tolerate, uh, maybe think it through before um, going on something that, let's be quite honest, you know, changes the structure and changes the chemical foundations of your brain and if that um, you kind of have to think about if it's worth it for you and for me it was so um, yeah thank you for listening with open ears and no judgment Um, and just for listening in general the podcast is about to reach its one year milestone um, and this is by far the most personal episode I've done so I think in many ways um, my own journey with my mental health and my well-being has grown with the podcast um and has the podcast has definitely made me think about these choices and made me think about my health a lot more um so yeah it's just been a really positive influence so thank you for listening um and if you enjoyed maybe subscribe leave us a rating if you'd like and follow the podcast on instagram that psychology podcast and uh, we'll be back next week with a less depressing episode but until then thank you again Ugh, our 20s. The drunk dialing, the forgetting to wash our face at night, and yes, neglecting our teeth. Don't do that last one. You only get one set of teeth, so you need to protect them. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface and locks in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. Pronamel also makes a new mouthwash, which helps to repair acid-weakened enamel beyond brushing alone. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair any where you buy your toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com today. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock, one at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8am to 8pm with giveaways dropping every hour on the hour. It is the perfect time to try, like and share black lead products. It's free, it's for everyone and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black lead products that are creating a new world of choice at Walmart. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.